But Sid Rosenberg, he doesn't watch the the Bachelor. Yeah, I think he probably does. No, he does. Yeah. Tell me oh, he does. Tell me you don't watch the Bachelor. I Sid. bet he does. Tell oh, me you oh don't. my God, Tony! Tony, I watch a heck of a lot worse. I literally just got off the phone with my friend Dolores, one of the very popular New Jersey housewives oh. on the Bravo Channel. The the Bachelor for me is like it's almost Sean Hannity. It's smart television. <laughs> I watch the worst stuff on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, the Bachelor or Sean Hannity? Now, I'm, that's a no on both of them for me, okay? <laughs> I'm going to give you a hard no on both. Come on, right, man. Fair enough. And you watch fair the, now, I get you have to watch the house, Real Housewives because that's your life up there. Those are all your people up there, Sid. You know what's funny? It used to be when I lived in Tennessee, New Jersey, those were my people, but now I've moved <laughs> to the Upper West Side. So really it's the Real Housewives of New York, but I can't stand any of those ladies. I hate them. I know a couple personally. I hate them. I actually like the New Jersey ladies, but listen, that, that's my type of stuff, guys. There's no sports. I can only watch so much coronavirus coverage a day, so I get lost on the Bravo Channel, whether it's the Stars of Sunset, whether it's a Real Housewife show, whether it's Southern Charm. It, all it is is it's complete nonsense, and we all know people exactly like them, and believe it or not, it's actually fun. So we all need some of that, Tony and Harry. You're also going to well, we are going nuts, Sid, and I listen to you, uh, you and Bernie, every morning. Bernie and Sid in the morning on 770 WA, And that's where I get all my coronavirus information. Well, you guys. get coronavirus information from Sid Rosenberg? Yes. <laughs> is, that, is that wrong? You know, and that other guy? You know, Tony, Bernie. And Bernie. Bernie. Tony, you know what's the wheel about that, Tony? I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> and I, I tweet this and say this all the time. I said this to Harry. It wasn't that long ago when people were tuning in to me on WFAN to get my opinion on Eli Manning and Carmelo Anthony and, uh, you know, Jonas Cespedes. And now I've given all that up to talk about Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani and, and uh, Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi and viruses and news. And I got to tell you, I couldn't have picked a better time. Because if you consider that I came to New York in 2016 after 11 years in Miami and it was election year between Trump and Clinton, what has happened with Donald Trump since, and now this virus, where people actually, I know it's laughable, Tony and Harry, come to us, they do come to us for the latest news and best guests and info. You talk about picking the perfect time to kind of transition from sports to politics and news. I nailed it. Nailed it. No, you absolutely did. I mean, I, you know, listen, I was involved in politics for a long time. I started out as a reporter. I, I worked with Frank Rizzo on the radio in Philly. And so, yeah. I, you know, I've covered elections. I've covered local elections. In fact, Andrea Mitchell and I used to cover City Hall re reporting in Philadelphia back in the really? day here. At, at Yeah, when I was at WFIL, she was at KYW. When is she ABC News? Oh, yeah, she works for MSNBC now. Oh, and NBC, yeah, it's, yes. funny, it's funny you mention her because years and years ago, Tony and Harry, when we were working with IMIS back in the early 2000s, like right after 9-11, uh, Andrea Mitchell was a really good friend of the show. And you guys remember, I know Tony, you remember, she was married to the head of the Federal Reserve. Yes, and passed away, Alan Greenspan. Yeah. Yes. And, and we were all very, very close. And, and, of course, now that she's gone completely berserk, and you're <laughs> right, she's on MSNBC and NBC, and just Trump hates every single day. We don't talk to Andrew anymore, but that's... Listen, I got Good a lot outreach. of friends like that. A lot of NBC friends like Chuck Todd. He was a dear, 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 dear friend of mine. And, you know, people are getting so carried away with the politics these days that even relatives, even my own, my own sister and brother-in-law in New City in Rockland County, New York... I can't talk to them because they make me nuts, and I don't care one way or the other, but they are too crazy for me. Now, see, I don't let people, like, Keith Oberman's one of my best friends. I've known the guy since 1980. 
We're still friends. We still talk. I had him on the show last week. And when people hear, oh, Keith Olbermann, oh, my God, how can you put him on your show? Hey, we got ripped. How can you have Keith on your show? I don't want, you know why? Because politics doesn't define me. Yeah, I can make fun of everybody. But the whole thing about if you say something on Twitter, oh, my God, you're a maggot. Oh, you're this. Uh, listen, oh, you're that. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you 100%. And, again, I get killed every day. Harry can attest to this. We're still being friends with Chuck Todd. I wish him a happy birthday a couple of days ago. And we couldn't be more polar opposites when it comes to politics. Now, Olbermann, I have a big problem with. I know he's your buddy because he would do that segment. It was mean-spirited, you know, the worst person in the world. And he would pick on people who were far from the worst person in the world, by the way. It was Stick. It was Stick. I was on I there once. He named me one of the worst people. I never made the worstest. I made worse, worser, and worsest. That was, that's the best part of that. There was the worst person, the worser, worser, worser. and worsest. And it, it was, was, a, it was hilarious. Yes. It, it was. But you know you want the best part, Tony and Harry? I got one phone call once from somebody who was the worstest. And what's ironic now is that me and this person went through years and years of hating each other publicly in the New York papers. But I got one phone call once from Mike Francesa, who was furious. That old woman that night picked him as the worstest person in the world. And I said to Mike, I said, Mike, Mike, wear, wear it like a badge of honor, buddy, because he's not going to be the last person to tell you that. A lot of my friends were the worst person in the world. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like, it's like a badge of honor, you know? It's like being a page six right. girl in the New York Post. Do they still do that up there? I haven't read a New York. I only read the headlines. I only see the front page, which is on. Uh, do they still, oh, no, do, they the still page, do it? The page six girls? Of course. Of course, Tony, they got the girls. They got. I mean, that's how we all found out last week that Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez were working out at a gym in Miami when the gyms were supposed to be closed. I mean, page six is still loaded with all that good stuff. That's, that's how we found out a couple of weeks ago about, you know, Harvey Weinstein, what he was doing in prison. So, yeah, page six is still the place to go for your celebrity gossip. I'm basically like a stay-at-home producer for Sid's show. Really? Yeah. I'm always texting them in, like, articles and things, you know. Hey, it's good stuff. Hey, Harry, let me tell you something. Bernie even said on the air a couple of days ago, we got to start paying this guy. I know you do. I, I know. And, Tony, you know this. Harry's not only a tremendous radio host and, and gifted and smart and talented, but he knows what's going on. So he will occasionally send me stuff. A lot of people send me stuff. Yeah. Tony and Harry, a lot of people. And 80% is, is so stupid. doesn't make any sense for the show. i got to give Harry credit, Tony. He's batting a thousand. That's a good job. I'm, I wish he start working on this show. I mean, he really you know, we just started last week, for God's sake. He's producing your show in New York City, and we're doing a show that we started last week on Sirius XM 211, and I've done absolutely nothing. He's done absolutely nothing but wear golf shirts every day and get ready. You're so funny, man. You are so funny. When are we going to get sports back, Sid? What, what's, what's your gut telling you? Uh, listen, we're never going to get sports back the way we love sports. You know, I was having this conversation with Rudy Giuliani on Sunday. I know you heard this show, Harry. But mm -hmm. One of the things that was great about uh, post-9-11, and you guys know this better than anybody, was baseball. You know, who can forget that Mike Piazza home run against the Atlanta Braves, and then, of course, that epic World Series between the Yankees and the Diamondbacks. But one of the reasons why that was so great, guys, was the fans. You remember the fans with the sign, fans in the Bronx who lost loved ones in the World Trade Center just a month before, holding up signs of relatives, we miss you, we love you, let's go Yankees. That ain't going to happen, and it's not going to happen for a long time. So you may get baseball games in Arizona in July or August with, with baseball players sitting in the stands, not dugouts, five seats apart. You're going to get NFL football sometime in September. Ain't going to be no fans. You're going to get playoff basketball maybe in Vegas in a month or NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, but no fans. So it's, it's not going to look the same, guys, and I don't see that changing for a long time, not September, not October. 
I think we may go a whole football season before we see lots of folks in stands. Wow. And what we're used to seeing, which is fan enjoyment and participation here in America. I'll tell you one guy who's not uh, really suffering that much, because he's used to going to an empty arena now. The guy who had trouble with the New York Knicks and had the big blowout before everything shut down. Spike Lee. Spike Lee. You think yeah. he's going to hurry back to Madison Square Garden when this is over? <laughs> no, that's a good point. You know what's funny about that, too? And by the way, Jim Dolan, who owns the Knicks and the Rangers, actually had the COVID-19 virus. But, you know, Tony, you start thinking about the stories that were out there, like, right before. Like, I don't know, the day before 9-11, guys, the New York Post, the front page was a column how Ann Hayes who was a very popular artist at the time, Yes, she claims she spoke to Martians. Now, right before the coronavirus, we had stories like Johnny Depp is suing the mirror in London, you know, because they said he beat up his girlfriend. We had the story you just talked about, Tony, Spike Lee, not allowed in the VIP entrance in Madison Square Garden. We get these, like, stories, these meaningless stories, right before some of the most major tragic events in the history of this country. And this time, it's no different, because that Spike Lee story, is, you're right, was right before the virus hit. Exactly. One of the biggest stories I saw over the weekend was that the Playboy Mansion, the guy who bought the Playboy Mansion after Hef died, mm -hmm. is gutting the whole place. The grotto's gone. What? Yeah, he's doing... Oh, that should be a no. museum. I know. I'm glad oh, I no. got to go there multiple times and took Robin with me wow. for the, one of the very last parties at the Playboy yeah. Mansion before this guy. The guy who owns Bimbo, the bakeries, Oh yeah, he, he bought it. And you can see the overhead shots on TMZ. They're gutting it. They're, they cleaned out the... Are you talking he about the coronavirus? The yeah. He owned the property next to it right. on the other side of the hill, and then now he's combining them into one major property, but he's gutting everything. That's right an outrage. Well, what is he making? Wait, is, is he making, like, residential apartments? No, or, no, no, or no. He's, he's redoing the pool, but there's no longer the grotto that we knew. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got it. I got you know, it. I, I sat in there many, many times yeah. with some lovely ladies in, in, the, in the grotto. Yes. I would ask I would ask Tony Bruno this, and I say this with the, the, the utmost respect and reverence and love for Tony Bruno, one of my favorite guys in the history of this business. What have you not done? I mean, you've gone to the Playboy Mansion multiple times. Mm -hmm. I know you played golf with Jimmy Carter. I know you've had dinner with Ronald Reagan. I know you play, I know you've gone to Laker games with Jack Nicholson. What have you not done, Tony Bruno? What? I, I really can't think of it. I mean, I played at Pebble Beach. <laughs> I won on the air once in San Francisco and said when Gary Radnich asked me, what's the one thing you've never done that you'd like to do? And I said, I stink at golf, but I'd love to play Pebble Beach. Boom, ten minutes later, the general manager at Pebble Beach invites me up, puts me up in the inn, and I, I wake up Saturday morning playing Pebble Beach for the first time You're in my right. life. And I believe that, and, I, and you probably played pretty, pretty well, and that is a gorgeous course, and that does bring us to, you know, uh, my favorite uh, statement now, guys. My favorite two words now is, remember when? <laughs> remember when we used to go to restaurants? Remember when we used to go to sporting events? Remember when hanging out with people was a, was a good thing? It was, it was a social activity. It was a good thing. And remember when, one year ago, talking about Pebble Beach, the world was caught up in the Tiger Woods win at the Masters. Remember when? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well said. You know, you live in New York, so this is the epicenter. So what's life like for you, for people who don't hear you on the radio every day? I mean, because you see the videos of everything, the streets are all empty, there's nobody out. He still uses a subway every day. You still, do you wear a mask? Now, do you have to wear a mask, or do they beat you up like they were doing in Philly if you're on a subway <laughs> or a bus without a mask hey, on? Listen, they beat you up in Philly no matter what, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, come on now, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, they don't, they don't make you wear a mask, but I do on the subway. And yeah, Terry's right, I still... Tony, take the 4.30 a.m. one train every morning from the Upper West Side down to Madison Square Garden. So I'm still on the train. And all you find on the train now, there's no longer the early morning stockbrokers and bread guys. And now it's just a bunch of homeless people. Then I get to Penn Station. 
all that is is a bunch of homeless people that I go inside Madison Square Garden and hit the 17th floor in a building which has thousands of offices. We're one of only three that are now being occupied during this time. And when I walk outside, Tony, you know the city very well. On 32nd Street and 7th Avenue at 10 o'clock in the morning, you can't see a soul for blocks. I mean for blocks. It looks like something out of a Will Smith movie, like the aliens came or they dropped an atomic bomb. To say it's eerie is an understatement. It is, and at night it's absolutely scary at the 7 o'clock once we all celebrate. So if you love New York and you love the streets of New York, now is a very, very scary time for all of us. Now, Sid, this is this Miss Robin here. I kind of uh, think of you like the Keith Richards of the sports radio industry. Wait a minute, he's not. A, the guy's all tanned and buff. No, and he is. He always like, has a tan. How do you just have a tan right now? No, because he even says, "If I'm not dead yet, nothing's going to kill me." That's kind of what I think of Sid. Like he's going to well, survive Robin, everybody. Robin, you're right, Robin. You're right. You're right. Uh, and, and Harry's right too, by the way. I am tan and I am buff, and I'm the real Jersey Shore. School like the situation. School Paulie D. I'm really tan and buff in real life, but I'm going to be 53 on Sunday. But that's exactly, Robin, how I look at life, and I always have, whether it's all the years when I was, and I'm clean now for a long time, but drinking and doing cocaine and going out reveling at parties and getting fights at Super Bowls and getting arrested time and time again and now taking the subway and going to work. You're right, Robin. It's a fair comparison other than physically what we look like. I am that guy. Wait, how are you, where are you getting tanned? Do you have your own bed now? Do you, no salons are open. How do you get the tan going? No, I, I, I can't sit in bed in my apartment, but i got to tell you, I'm the biggest scammer in the history of this city. I actually have, uh, much like J-Lo on A-Rod, I have somebody that opens the gym for me twice a week, so I get to work out. And my buddy who owns tanning salons all over New York City, actually on Tuesdays and Thursdays, comes in from Westchester all the way to 57th Street, and just for a half hour opens up a tanning salon just for Wait a minute, this is breaking news, this is breaking news, this is ladies and gentlemen, and people are ripping the mayor of your city for having a, 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 a chauffeur take him to the gym all the way across town, and you have people illegally opening up tanning salons for you, Sid? Wow. Are you serious yeah, right now? Hey, I'm a big time guy, what can I tell you, I gotta look good, like Robin says, I go on Instagram, I go on Facebook, I go on Twitter, I gotta look good, I'm not running this city, I'm just a dopey radio host. I gotta keep up my reputation. Come on, man! That's outrageous. Is there a video component on your show? You're on the radio. I'm on camera because we're on Twitch. Are you on camera? Do you have a video component? No. 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 But I, but I then why the hell do you have to look good? You could look like a hermit because, in a studio. <laughs> Bernie looks like because, a hermit. Because I, insta- I Instagram stuff every single day, and I'm slated to do a couple of episodes of Real Housewives coming up in August and September. So I gotta keep up the persona. Jesus. Listen, listen, That's unbelievable. Done, there's nothing going on. I, I have not changed one thing about my life. I still take the subway. I still go to work. I still work out. I still tan. I have not changed one thing about my life other than not going to restaurants or going to ball games. Otherwise, Sid Rosenberg is living exactly the way he was two months ago. Wow. <laughs> well, I got to give you credit for that. As long as you're not going out and violating anything. You know, you're, no, not, no, hanging no, out. No. you're not doing what Dak Prescott did and have like 30 people over to his house. For a birthday party for a friend. No, listen, not, only, not only am I not doing that, but I get really angry when people do. I really do. I mean, look, my daughter Ava, for example, celebrated her 16th birthday on Tuesday night. And Harry knows this. Uh, we had a party planned. We were going to Barbados. And as it turned out, we did none of those things for her sweet 16. It was just the four of us in my apartment. Wednesday night was Passover. We celebrated all the holidays. Sunday was Easter. And it was just the four of us. So I don't understand why Dad Prescott or... You know, well, Ben Affleck has to get a card game together. I mean, for two months, just just comply with these rules and do what they want. And hopefully by July or August, we're, we're kind of back to some sense of normalcy. We'll never be normal again, I don't think. I don't think for a long time. When people say, oh, back to normal, 
That's ridiculous. They're not going to be that. Not in sports, not in restaurants, none of those things. But at least a semblance of normalcy, Tony and Harry and Robin, to get us back to there. Just compliance and stop breaking rules like Dak Prescott. Or like you getting into tanning slots, but you're the only schlob in there, so well, I guess it's okay. Keep, 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 keep that quiet. Keep that quiet. Nobody heard that. I, I, just, <laughs> I just want my golf club to open. That's no good, Harry. That's all. I like the guy running down the beach with nobody on it and the cop trying to chase him down. Did you see that video? I didn't see video? that. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. One guy's jogging along the water line now. Yeah. And there's nobody else on the beach, and this cop starts taking the angle, you know, trying yeah, to catch yeah. up. You take and then the, the right guy angle. takes off, and then the cop couldn't catch him. Wow. I mean, are we really doing that to people out on a beach where nobody's there? It's so ridiculous. It's insane. We've gone to insanity levels now, man. So since no, I mean, listen, there was a reason for that down in South Florida when Governor Ron DeSantis had to do that because those kids in the, in the you know, the middle part of the state, the northern part of the state, were not obeying during spring break. No, and, not that. You know, I'm talking really, about now when there's one person running on a there, beach no somewhere. Reason. Yeah, there's no reason. I mean, look, my, my, my partner Bernie lives on Lido Beach, Atlantic Beach on Long Island. They shut down the beaches, and I don't get it. I don't see why a guy can't run down the beach by himself or bike ride by a boardwalk by himself. I agree with you. That's, that's where we go from <laughs> to, from insane to, to more insane and Unfortunately, some of these governors and mayors are doing that all now, over the country. Apparently, Clarky Bob on Twitch is saying that the jogger was actually in Italy. That was not here uh, in the United States. I don't States. care where it is. And that if you want to go golfing, Harry, you need to go to Arizona because the golf courses are still oh, open Oh, yeah, there. I know they're open up. Not there. all of them yeah. are. I, not can't, all. I can't do a show from there. No. We no. need to do a show. We need yeah. to go somewhere warm as I soon know. as this is over. And that'll probably be the Jersey Shore, right? Because that's why this is over. It'll so, probably be August. So, Sid, you're saying downtown Manhattan is like the movie I Am Legend? That, you know, that's exactly the analogy. That's really scary. That, that movie, that Will Smith movie, I Am. That Legend. was weird. Yeah. Remember when I, at the Grand Central Terminal? Yeah, there, remember yeah. right there in front yeah. of the MetLife yeah. building. Right. And he had every that, time I drive yeah. by there, I always think yeah. of that movie and, and Will Smith exactly sitting what, there. That's exactly mm. that's exactly what it looks like, guys. If you can picture that movie and those scenes. That's exactly what it looks like. It, it may be even scarier. I wow. mean, that's, that's how intense it is here in New York City. Hmm. Sid Rosenberg, he's not letting anything stop him from tanning salons. or <laughs> he, he hasn't been on the A train because John Rocker may be on there. When you least expect it, he'll run. Wasn't that the A train? Uh, no, there was a 7 train. The 7 train. The 7 train. Seven tra- the 7 train on the way to Queens, on the way to Shea Stadium. That's right. Sid don't go out to Queens. No, no, more. no. He stays on the main <laughs> island. He stays in Manhattan. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, no, 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 gentlemen. I'm a diehard Met fan. But when they've opened that up, I will be at Willis Point. And that's the stop at uh, City Field, the 7th train. As soon as they open, I will be there. I go to Yankee Stadium, too. But listen, guys, I love you both. I, I, I can't believe you two are together. It's, it's, this is the perfect combination, Tony Bruno and Harry Mays and, and the lovely Robin, of course, too. What a, what a great trio. What a great trio. Well, thank you, Sid. We really appreciate it, man. You've been a good friend for a long, long time. We're happy for your success, even though if you do politics now, you get your butt-whipped every single day, but you're strong. You can handle it, man. <laughs> He's on steroids, man. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too, by the way, Tony. You can add that to the weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like injecting Dynaball and stuff. Oh, in wait a minute, man. Get, I don't know whether to give him a roaring round of applause or, or give him a round of booze. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, hey, Harry. Yes. Harry, are there any secret stuff you want to tell Tony before we get off the air? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> no, you're the one who talked about that. I mentioned tanning salons, and then you admitted that you go into one, and the guy opens it for you. It's insane. No, I know, and I, and I also do admit all the time I do steroids. I, look, yeah. I agree with Jose Canseco. It's like anything else in life, folks. If you do it in moderation, 
Exactly. You can be very strong and look as good as me. See, you got to be crazy. You're gonna die. You got to be careful with him though, not to text him private information because it goes right to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> My life, my private life doesn't exist either. Sid, good to talk to you, brother. Thanks, Thank you Sid. so much, man. Hey, you too, Tony, Harry. Take care, guys. I love you both. Thank you. You Take too. Care. Stay safe up there, man. Careful on the subways, man. Don't sleep in the subway, as the great Petula Clark once sang many years ago.